Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Third and Central Podcast, the only podcast dedicated solely to the University of Louisville baseball program. This is your host, Matt Sefcovic, joined by Aaron Turner. Aaron, I know it's been a little while since we've recorded. I think it was just before the draft when we had Dalton on. So before we get started and jump in, how's everything been going this summer for you? Doing good, man. I think summer went way too fast. Just started school up again and ready to hit the ground running. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, like you said, it's just the kind of the dog days of summer. No college baseball. You know, everybody's ready for college football, watching MLB as much as we can, but uh, ready for kind of football to start here in just a couple weeks. And like we've had the rest of the summer, we've got another guest on tonight that I think everyone is going to love. We've got Jamie Tessoff coming on from PBR, not Paps Blue Ribbon. It's Prep Baseball Report. I know I get that a lot when I tweet about them on Twitter. He is the Director of Operations for PBR Kentucky, um, and he's a Florida Panhandle Region Area Scout. So Jamie, or goes by JT, he knows his stuff. Um, He knows the Louisville baseball program. He knows high school baseball. Um, in the state of Kentucky, as well as anybody that you are going to talk to. And I think he's got a lot of knowledge. We're going to talk about incoming class, the next couple classes that we've got coming in. Um, a lot of the Kentucky guys, he knows he, he's branched out a little bit too. So he, he knows some of the guys that are out of state, but um, the, the guys in state, he really, really cares about those dudes. He, um, you know, does everything he can to help them play ball at the next level. So we'll talk about that quite a bit. Uh, talk about some of the guys that are coming back, what the roster may look like a little bit in uh, 2023 as well. So um, let's go ahead and get started and welcome Jamie to the Third and Central podcast. We are now joined by Jamie Tessoff of PBR to catch us up on kind of what's going on this summer with uh, the Louisville baseball guys, what to kind of look forward to this upcoming season. And before we uh, kind of jump in with that, JT, why don't you kind of let everybody know what you do, what your uh, job is now with PBR and what your role is. Hi, Matt. Hi, Aaron. I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, my role in Kentucky, I'm the director of operations, scouting director uh, for Prep Baseball Report Kentucky. And then uh, I also do some work for uh, Prep Baseball Report Florida in the Panhandle area. Uh, you know, I kind of help out with the junior college, the Panhandle Conference, Chipola, Northwest Florida State, uh, Tallahassee, Gulf Coast, and Pensacola. Um, do some events down there in the wintertime for PDR Florida. I also, uh, you know, get down into South Florida quite often during the winter uh, down there with our staff there. Um which is, which is great, and, and Doug Freeman does a great job down there in Florida uh, with Caden Hatcher, and, and of course our, our executive director in Kentucky is Chris Fuller, and Chris is, Chris is an OG in the, in the PBR business. He's, <laughs> he's been around 10, 11 years now, and uh, he's really, really established the, the brand in Kentucky, and, and you know, our goal is to alleviate college debt and, and, and try to move these high school players on and give them, give them a chance to uh, – play after high school yeah if you haven't really followed jt or jamie basically what pbr i mean they they really care about the kids if you will follow them on twitter and see what they do they they advocate for the kids they really do as much as possible for the kids as they as they transition from high school into college ball and i've talked to the kids personally i know they really appreciate everything he does so and he's as knowledgeable as they come if you want to talk to anybody especially about kentucky or Florida high school baseball JT is the guy to go to so we appreciate you coming on and we're going to go ahead and jump into this 2022 class Louisville's got a class that was ranked seventh this year 
uh, by a couple of publications, you know, top 10 for most of them. And for the guys that are coming in from Kentucky, Corbin Dickerson, Patrick Forbes, Matt Klein, and Justin West, what, what can you tell us about those four guys? What, what can Louisville fans expect out of those four coming on campus this fall? Well, I think the first one I'd like to touch on is 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 the big left-handed pitcher, uh, you know, out of Paducah Tillman, and that's Justin West. Justin, uh, unfortunately, you know, prior to his senior year, um, ended up getting a Tommy, you know, tearing the UCL and having Tommy John surgery. And uh, I, I, I I'm very very familiar with Justin. Um, he is a three-pitch projectable weekend guy. Uh, from what I understand, he's getting back up on the mound. I have not talked to Justin in, in several months. Um, uh, good relationship with him. Great kid. Great family. Uh, I think. I think down the road, um, Justin can be a weekend guy, possible uh, pro guy. Uh, you know, um, I, I. I think the sky's the limit for West. He's he's a three pitch guy, that is is. Basically, uh, for lack of a better term, wipe out, wipe out, wipe out, fastball, a lot of carry through the zone. Going to be, you know, 88 to 93 guy. Uh, you know, the slider, the slider is, is, is ridiculous. And the changeup, uh, the changeup is Bugs Bunny, to say the least. And, and so, I, I, you know, if, if you're out there, Justin, and you hear this, man, I wish you the best of luck, brother. And I, I can't wait to see you. Um, see in the, in the black and red, white, but whatever, whatever uniform combination Max got you wearing that day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and JT, you, you may know the exact answer to this, but I know a couple of years ago, I guess it was his junior year. I think he struck out, was it 20 or 21 in a game against McCracken County? And if you're familiar with high school baseball, McCracken County is no slouch. You know, it, they're, they're <laughs> you know, the handful of past couple of years, they've been one of the better programs in the state. I, I think it was 20 strikeouts in a game he recorded. Is that right? That that's correct, and they lost. Uh, <laughs> un, unfortunately for for Justin and 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 yeah. I think uh, I think my guy Tremaine Donald, uh, the head coach of Paducah Tillman, has still lost sleep over that. Uh, <laughs> but but no, it was it was extremely dominant. Uh, unfortunately, I was not there to see that. I wish I would have been. Uh, you know, but as as far as that, as far as Justin. He's the kind of guy that if there's 25 guys that come to the plate and two of them two of them put the bat on the ball and one of them finds a barrel, it's been a pretty successful offensive night for the opposition. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's really, really good. And, and, and I look, I, I can't say enough good things about him and I look forward to him. And I'm sure coach Williams uh, there at Louisville is, is anxious to get him back on the bump. What do you think about uh, Corbin Dickerson? How, how do you think he fits into things this upcoming season? Well, KD, KD is another one uh, that, you know, that I'm not so sure that Louisville and, and coach Mack and everybody was convinced would make it to campus with the draft. You know, there was significant draft interest uh, with KD as, as well. There should have been, um, you know, Corbin runs in the six fives, you know, uh, his numbers are off the charts. He he's, he's a great game player, high baseball IQ. Um, you know, and with, with Louisville losing Cam and Cam and Levi in the outfield this year, there's certainly an opportunity uh there's certainly an opportunity for, for Corbin to, to find his way into that lineup and, and find some at-bats. Uh, to what extent, I don't know. Um, but I certainly think I certainly think KD has the opportunity to get there and, and the sky's the limit. It, it's uh, no doubt, no doubt in my mind, it's, it's, it, it could be a possible first-round first round name called uh, here in three years. Um, you know, he – He's just a high baseball IQ kid with with a with a big motor that's going to continue to fill out physically. And as he fills out physically, the juice is already real in the bat. And I'm not so sure that he in in two or three years right now is not going to have an opportunity to be a possible Golden Spikes guy. Uh, I, I think I think that much of KD. Wow, and I. You talked about KD, you know, getting some interest in the draft. Same with Patrick Forbes out of Bowling Green. You know, he's kind of a guy that can play all over the place. What, where do you think, where do you see him fitting in? <laughs> Wherever Eric, Roger, and Dan tells him to go, he can play. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a guy that can kind of do it all. I don't know. I, 
I don't know if I've seen, uh, you know, in, in the several years I've been back doing this in the baseball business, I'm not sure I've seen a better athlete than Patrick Forbes. Uh, I'm not sure he couldn't catch, Matt, Aaron. I, 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 I honestly believe that. Uh, Patrick had significant, significant draft interest. Uh, I, I know us at PDR with, with our relationship with some of the MLB clubs, uh, we spoke with multiple multiples and uh, he Patrick is certainly going to sit here and come in. And, and I know this for a fact, he was brought in as a two way. And I think you guys know, especially being as close to the program in, in Jefferson County that you guys are, that uh, that doesn't happen. You know, coach, coach Mac doesn't bring in two way guys. You have to be the real deal to even have an opportunity to compete on the mound, much less try to find your way in the lineup for at-bats. And I think the sky's the limit for Patrick. And and I know this, that they're extremely excited to have Patrick and KD on campus. Um, I think it was a bonus for for the Cardinal program to get them to, to – I, I think it would have been a bonus, I'll say this, for them to have one of them make it to campus and for two of them – and, and for both of them to have made it is nothing short of shocking, in my opinion. And then to add to that, we, and we've talked about this previously in prior conversations, same thing with Gavin Keelan out of the hitters organization. You know, the fact that, you know, he didn't sign this year. I drafted by the Red Sox, I believe, in the 13th round. You know, he, he's a guy that I know Boston really, really wanted to sign, but when it came to the end, they, they just didn't have – the money there to sign him. So I think having him along with the two local guys show up on campus is, is huge for this program for the next couple of years. It, it, it's shocking that all three of them, I got, I got a chance, just a brief sample size and I'm not going to speak too much on Gavin because I, I don't know him a whole, a whole lot. Like I do uh, uh, our, our Kentucky kids, but I got to see Gavin at the super 60 and, and, he's a little, he was a little undersized and, and, you know, there was a lot of buzz around him and, and I'm like trying to figure out, you know, what's the buzz? You know, it, it's 5'11", 185, it's good. But boy, oh boy, you know, you saw him run. He's a six seven runner. The juice is real. And what was the most impressive thing that I remember about Gavin, I'm not so sure that I saw anybody there that had such advanced hands and, uh, and footwork uh, defensively. I mean, it's 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 really he's a glider. Uh, it kind of reminds me like how KD is. I consider KD a glider in the outfield. It doesn't look like he's doesn't look like he's moving real fast. This, that, and the other, and, and you think a ball is going to be in the gap, and, and before you know it, he's camped under under it. There's balls that Gavin gets to that that high school kids just they just don't get to, and and I think he's got a chance this year as well to. Uh, find significant time, whether it's, whether it's at shortstop and, and Christian moves uh, over to second base or, or vice versa, whatever it may be. I think there's a real opportunity for Gavin to, uh, to find some at-bats in, in the lineup this year and contribute uh, immediately. Yeah, I, I think you pretty much just took my next question. I was about to ask, you know, who do you think has the potential to make an impact from day one now that we see Everybody on on campus, we're starting fall ball going to the twenty twenty three season. Who do you think could have uh, significant playing time going into uh, going into the season? <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to step on anybody there because that's some big old boys right there. But I think all <laughs> of them, I think all of, I think it's a special class, and um, you know, health provided, uh, you know, West. And, and all those guys, Gavin, you know, another one that that we probably ought to touch on, um, you know, two of them actually, I, I think all the guys have an opportunity to compete, but the lineup this year uh, is, is it looks to be so deep uh, talent wise at Louisville. Um, that 35 man roster is, is <laughs> goodness gracious, man. If you're, if you're on the bus and, and, you know, or you're getting on the plane and going somewhere and you're one of those 35, you're a dude. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. But I think all of the guys have are, are going to be given the opportunity. And and Coach Mack, Coach Snyder, and Coach Williams have never been one to be shy about playing freshmen. Um, they, they, 
they they build their program, uh, and this is why they're they're so popular with with players and kids and throughout the company or the country rather. They they build their program on development, and the track record the track record that that Coach Williams has brought to the table with with pitchers at Louisville is second to none in the country. Um, and and there's no doubt in my mind that that Coach Mack wakes up every morning thankful. For, for Roger Williams uh, running that pitching staff. No doubt about it. You know, Aaron and I were actually talking about that the other day, the fact that, you know, Coach Mack has been here since 2007 and that he's had the the same pitching coach, Roger Williams. You know, he's been here the entire time. Just that consistency. You can see how well those two just play off each other. And, you know, I, I Louisville's obviously been very successful and Coach Mack deserves a ton of credit, but Roger Williams is right there with him because, man, without that dude – Louisville would not have the success they've had over the past, you know, 15, 16 seasons. I, I can't say enough, uh, en- enough good things about Coach Williams, Coach Snyder, Coach Brable, um, all, all of them there, Coach Mack. They are relentless on the recruiting trail. Um, I, I mean, there's, there's no other word to describe Roger Williams and, and Eric Snyder um, when it, when it comes to the recruiting trail, they, they, they just hammer out Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky. And, and, you know, now they're reaching, you know, they're reaching out even further and they always could, but you know, when, when you look across our our PBR rankings and you go into Wisconsin, you go into Illinois, you go into Indiana, you go into Ohio, you always see guys in the top five in those States and you always see the bill. You always see the bill up there with one of the top five guys. And and the track record speaks for itself. I don't need to sit here and talk them up any more than what I have. But and that that's a credit. That's a credit to the coaching staff for having having a handle on an area and building relationships, uh, especially with our PBR staff and and you know, with Drew Lacasio and and Illinois and and all our guys, you know. Uh, Luch, you know, Mike Salucci up in up in Wisconsin and and all of our guys, Chris Valentine in, in Ohio, everybody knows when the Bills come into town and and they mean business. Um, no doubt about it. You know, that's something Aaron and I have talked about quite a bit recently, too. You know, Louisville or they've always recruited Kentucky, Illinois, Wisconsin, Ohio, Indiana, the surrounding states, but we're starting to see them branch out a little bit more. And I think that brand is just becoming, you know, so much stronger after the on-field success they've had. And it's, it's just fun to see guys coming in from Florida. I think there's a guy coming in from what, Colorado and one of the classes a couple down the road. So it's just – it's fun to see, you know, them starting to branch out and um, extend to other states that we haven't typically recruited over the past, you know, 10 years or so. I, I think if Roger Williams wants a pitcher from Maine, he'll get on a plane and go get him. <laughs> I think if, if Eric Snyder wants a hitter from uh, – Idaho, go get on a plane and go get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. It's it's first class, and and you know, kudos to them for for the brand that uh, Coach Mack and 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 the entire staff. Uh, you know, the athletic department, everybody involved right there for supporting that baseball program, and and they're not knocking on the door to Omaha now. They're 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 I think they're ready to kick it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, and with, with this class coming in and what's signed for the next couple of years and, and what they brought in in the, in the 21 class, man, oh, man, you know, it's, it's always a health issue, um, but, but there's, certainly, there's certainly real potential right there, no doubt about it. And I think that's the, the, the next thing. The only thing they're lacking right now is that, that national championship. But like you said, they're, they're knocking on the door, so hopefully they're going to be there soon. But before we um, kind of jump over, I want to talk about the 23 class. I know we've talked about 22 um, a little bit here, the guys that are currently on campus. And the, the 23 class isn't right now, doesn't seem to be, you know, as heavy in the state of Kentucky. You've got Thomas Howard out of Frederick Douglass in Lexington, who actually holds a football offer to uh, play football at UK. Just a big dude, plays tight end for Frederick Douglass there. And then you've got Stark, the uh, the big pitcher here out of Louisville. What, what do you think about those two guys? Who what do you what do you see with them in the next couple of years? Or any Oof. chance they any chance either of them may hear their name called on draft day? Like do you, do you see those guys showing up on campus, or what are we 
before I before I forget though, Matt, I I definitely want to touch on two players in the twenty two class that I that I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge. And uh, you know, Will Veerling, the oh, yes. left handed hitting catcher out of Indiana and or out of Wisconsin, rather, excuse yeah. me. Um, him and Matt Klein out of Louisville Trinity. Um, I mean, you're talking about some some guys that are left-handed hitters with real juice in the bat, uh, both high academic guys, high baseball IQ guys. Um, Maddie, we've had Matt running running the six sevens, and I know wow. Beerling has has been down in the six nines himself. So they bring they bring some they bring some options to the table, um, not only behind the plate. I wouldn't be shocked if either one of them guys couldn't couldn't fill in in the outfield and and just do whatever first base DH as needed. Um, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention those two guys as far as um, – I think it's a good thing you bring the two of those up too because with Austin Bodie just fr- transferring out of the program to Indiana, you know, Jack Jack Payton can't record every inning behind the plate, so he's got to have somebody back there. And I, I think they've got two really solid viable options coming in that are going to get – you know, somebody's going to get a lot of playing time as a freshman, and yeah. that will pay huge dividends in the next couple of years. We'll see how Will and, and Matt handle uh, – a college staff with 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 some different secondary stuff than what they've probably been accustomed to seeing mm-hmm. in, in in high school and things of that nature. But both of them are excellent receivers, excellent throwers. Um, you know, really good behind the plate. So I, I look for both of them guys to find some innings uh, this year as well to spell Jack and and, and things like that. And and he's going to need a break. Uh, you know, especially when we get into that that midseason grind in the ACC. Uh, uh, you know, in early in the year when they're playing in some colder weather, if they have to go up to Boston or, or something like that, they're going to need all they're going to need those two young freshmen to step up. There's no doubt about that. No, I, I think so, too. And like you said, um, you know, having more options because you alluded to it earlier, too, you know, you hate to talk about it, but you're just, you know, one injury away. And that's all it takes sometimes. So you, you've got to have that pipeline, especially behind the plate and have two guys that can, you know, as the in the freshman season can go back there and start recording innings is, is going to be huge because, um, you know, Jack can't do it all. <laughs> I love Jack. And I think he's a, he's going to be a high draft pick next year, but um, he, he's got to have some help back there. So he, we've got, we've got a couple dudes back there that can help him out. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I, and, and I, you know, I think those two guys are actually going to probably make Jack a little extra money by being able to give him a little bit of a spell. <laughs> so everybody can see Jack healthy and, <laughs> And, and doing what he does because he's certainly he's certainly special um, and there, there's no doubt he's fun to watch and and we're going to probably be seeing his name uh, you know a lot on on television this year and, and hearing it hearing him be a major contributor um, what, do you, what do you think about Jack Payton so this is something Aaron and I spoke about earlier we didn't realize until right before the draft that he was eligible this year due to his age but I mean, no one talked about him. He obviously wasn't drafted. But he, what, what do you think? We just we thought he would, you know, get a little bit more um, attention than that. But he just didn't. What, what I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What do you know about Jack? I, I you know, I really can't touch on that too much. I, I don't know. I, I don't know wholeheartedly what that situation was. Um, I, I think. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that that Jack wasn't taken as a draft and follow with him being age age wise uh, eligible. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that a, that a team didn't didn't take him and, and hold on to the rights until next year and then you know up the offer you know after, after the spring. But um, you know with the draft being cut down to 20 rounds and and basically 40 percent of the minor league teams being taken away, it didn't shock me that that Jack wasn't taken. Um, but I'll say this: that I, I think I think it's probably a six-figure difference uh, with him coming coming back this next year as opposed to uh, leaving leaving after this year. So I think it was a great decision uh, all the way around for, and it was certainly certainly you know I'm sure Coach Mack was sweating that one out as well. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it kind of happened. I think. Uh... Got one of the guys at Prospect Live was the ones that posted it, you know, closer to the start of the draft, and was like, "Hey, nobody's talking about Jack Payton. He's draft eligible, but it, it just didn't get any traction." Which for Louisville fans, that it was a good thing because we'd like to see him around for another year. Yeah, and and I think you know, and 
you know, Jack, and on the, on the flip side of that, Jackson be able to have his, you know, probably be close to having his degree, if not having it. And, right. and so he's going to have that to fall back on, which is, you know, which at the end of the day, no matter what anybody thinks, you know, PDR Kentucky and, and, you know, all of our colleagues throughout the country, you know, that's the most important thing is, is that educational aspect because the game's going to chew you up and spit you out and it's going to divorce you and it's going to end. And that piece of paper, uh, is going to give these young men an opportunity to have early success in life. And, and Jack's certainly going to be one of those guys, no doubt about it. Now we've finished up the, the 22 guys. So let's go back to um, the 23 guys. What do you think of Thomas Howard and Stark? What, where do you see Oof. them fitting in? Well, uh, Thomas Howard's going to – he's not going to fit in anywhere – where he's at that guy's gigantic he's a, <laughs> he's a big old boy yeah he, he's that's a grown-up right there uh <laughs> so you can look at it as, as two ways he's either not going to fit in anywhere or he's going to fit wherever he wants because he'll move <laughs> you out of the way to get where, where he wants i think if uh i think if thomas makes it the, makes it the camp and, and he decides which i think he's going to um and he he does pursue the baseball end and, and when he puts the basketball down and the football he's He's uber talented uh, all the way around, probably a division one athlete in all three sports, you know, definitely baseball, uh, certainly football wise. And he could probably sit here and, and threaten somebody and into giving him a basketball scholarship <laughs> if, if he so chose. But uh, I think I think if Thomas gets to campus, my thoughts are when he is completely devoted, devoted. And I think if Roger Williams gets his hands on him, I think Thomas has a chance to be a mid 90s guy. Um uh, you know, he, he's got a workhorse body. He's, he's enormous. So, you know, the, the options, the options for Thomas are, are, are different as opposed to other guys that come in, whether it's a, uh, whether it's a bullpen piece or whether it's a, a weekend guy or a spot start guy, I think Thomas will fill the void and uh, the sky's the limit for Thomas Howard, no doubt about it. Uh, Ty Stark, Ty Stark, just, um, you know, Louisville St. X, St. X kid that helped, uh, a major, major, major contributor to their state title run. Ty was um, just a, another one that uh, another one of them guys that that Coach Williams likes. Long levered left hander, uh, six 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 seven, hundred ninety pounds right now. He's really starting to, uh, you know, he kept growing, and, and and you know, Ty just kept getting taller and taller and taller. So. It was really, really hard because I've seen him progress. It was, it was really tough for Ty to get everything synced up, if you will, um, with those long levers. And and Ty went to, uh, you know, Ty, Ty's put his work in and, and he's got it figured out. Uh, you know, uh, toward the end of the year, uh, he was certainly tired, and the velo the velo went down a little bit. But nonetheless, it's it's just wipe out, wipe out, wipe out. Um, him and Justin West, I mean, there it's elite stuff, Matt Aaron. It, it's it's elite. He's probably going to get some draft interest. To what extent, I don't know. Um, you know, when when we start talking about draft interest and things like that, me selfishly speaking, you know, I always sit here and say, "Yeah, drafting." You know, that's our that's our boys in Kentucky. Right. You know, get them, get them, get them. You know, and and. Sometimes I have to remember there's 49 other states, and, and like we had discussed earlier before we came on, there's, you know, multiple countries involved. But uh, Ty Stark certainly profiles as a weekend guy, uh, workhorse guy, and, and I look for big things out of Ty, and, and there, it's definitely a pro body. And it's going to be up to Ty. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like some uh... – some fun projects for coach Mack and coach Williams coming down the line here in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, one I thing I wanted to, wanted to touch on here is the class of 2024. Uh, before we started recording, we had a brief conversation about the 24 class out of Kentucky uh, guys like Jake Greger, uh, Ross Aldridge, Jack Schweitzer, just to name a few. What really excites you about this class that that's really sticks out to you? Hopefully they make it to campus, <laughs> right? <laughs> All three of them. Uh, you know, Gregor, Gregor is, uh, you know, we had Gregor at a preseason event up in 94 on the track, man. He sits more in it. It's more in the 87, 90, 91 range. It's a bowling ball, fastball, crazy sink. 
you know, his secondary stuff is still developing. Um, Jake's another one, 6'4", 6'5", you know, he's going to be a 225, 230-pound guy. Super, super projectable workhorse. Um, and, it, you know, it's just good. And, and he knows how to pitch. And, you know, high academic kid, good family, great work ethic. Um, another one of the kids we have we have built a, a, a great relationship with in, in the Commonwealth is, is, is Jake Gregor. Jake Schweitzer, another Louisville Trinity guy over there with Rick Arnold. It seems like Rick Arnold and Andy Porta uh, – they, they just keep running them out there, running them out there. And, and, you know, good, good for them and their programs. Uh, Jake is Jake right now is still a two-way guy. He's, he's, uh, he's a six foot 190. Um, maybe, maybe starting to touch that six, one range. The arm speed is absolutely electric. I've had him up to 91 in front of me. Um, wipeout slider. You know, he's got he's got some development to do uh, command wise and things like that. But he's you know, he's young. Um, he, he you know, he's just he's, he's a young guy. Uh, he gets it. And, you know, he's playing for Rick Arnold over there. So Rick will get all that stuff straightened out. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, and Jake is Jake's another guy that's going to probably be brought in and, and he's going to have an opportunity to compete as a two way. And, and it's really, really good. Uh, that runs good. Uh, you know, we get, we're, we're going to sit here and talk about these guys all night long, and, and it's just the rich keep getting richer. Um, <laughs> you know, Ross Aldridge, uh, another one, 6'4", 6'5", 225 pounds. Um, I had him up to 90 miles an hour as a freshman. He's sitting more in that 83, 87 range right now. Um it, it's going to, it's going to certainly be probably, it, it's going to have more nines in front of it. I would anticipate this year and certainly a senior year than it will eights. Uh, high, a high pitch ability guy. Um, another workhorse uh, projected, you know, projectable starter or, or, you know, if it gets it all figured out, you know, back end bullpen piece, a closer eighth inning guy. Um Good family, another one, uh, you know, good family, good, good people. Uh, I know he's working hard down there in, in Paducah with, with David Taproot and, and guys down there and, and Zach Hobbs and I. Zach Hobbs and I were actually on the phone yesterday, head coach of McCracken County, and uh, we had a nice conversation about Ross, and, and he looks for Ross to be a big contributor down there with McCracken County as McCracken is absolutely loaded with D1 talent. Um this this for this upcoming season they're going to be they're going to be a, a handful no doubt about it uh, they'll certainly be up at the top of our rankings along with you know the usual suspects uh, but no Ross Aldridge Ross Aldridge is is a highly projectable um, young man that's got a chance to be that, that that's another one that's got a chance to be as good as he wants to be what do you think about Brady Davis and he's the younger brother of current Louisville I guess sophomore this year Jackson Davis I know he's um pretty highly ranked as well what, what do you what do you think about Brady what, where does he project I think Brady I, I think Brady's uh Brady Brady struggled with some command issues um this last year in high school and things like that but I, I he's still growing he's another one that's just that that continues to grow um you know I was very close with with big brother Jackson Jackson was one of our favorite guys that came through BDR um, another one, good family. Um, uh, and I think if, if Brady, if Brady puts everything together, that's another one that's going to be having stuff with nines in front of it. And, and if he's on and he gets it figured out, George Rogers Clark is going to be an absolute handful. Um, no doubt about that. Um, you know, as far as, as, as far as where Brady projects out, um, you know, I'm not so sure. I haven't, I haven't seen him as much as the other guys, but it's, it's definitely real from when I see it. And, and he's a guy, his stuff's so good that um, he, he actually does not really need to throw a whole lot of strikes. If he, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that if he gets ahead in the count and it's in a pitcher's count, you're, you're, in, you're in big trouble. Um, certainly, certainly in big trouble. He, he is definitely a guy that, that is a nightmare for opposing pitchers or opposing hitters to, to face. Uh, and if he can land that first pitch strike, whatever whatever it is, whether he gets the secondary stuff figured out, um, 
it's uh, he's another one that's uh, you know here we go again mm-hmm. you know we can just keep going and going and going um but yeah i'm a big fan of brady davis you know, one word I think that uh, that you've used to describe a lot of these guys is projectable. And, I, you know, I think that should excite every Louisville fan. You know, these guys that we're talking about right now still have two years away uh, from stepping on campus. And you've used the terms, you know, a weekend starter, uh, golden spikes, potential first rounders. You know, that is that is crazy to think about, you know, just the talent that we bring in year in, year out. You know, Louisville never never rebuild it's always just reloading yeah it's it's definitely <laughs> I, I mean it's and, and once again I, I mean let's call it what it is guys this this is a credit uh, truthfully it, there's there's no other way around it this is a credit to Roger Williams and Eric Snyder um you know Roger Williams and Eric Snyder are the ones that are that are getting these guys and and Lord knows when Coach Mack makes a phone call and he goes in for the kill, it's over. <laughs> you know, he's a guy when 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 Coach Mack gets behind a microphone, I could listen to him talk all day. You know, and I've I've heard him in you know more private settings too. And he's just a you know when you get done listening to the guy, you just want to run through a brick wall. He's just a he's easy to listen to, big motivator, and I can see why you know why he recruits as well as he does. Yeah, I, I enjoy when when Coach Max at the ballpark. We always get to exchange pleasantries and and uh, you know we we you know I, I tell this I, I tell this to my family. I tell this to my wife that uh, that you know when when Coach Mack and I see each other, we don't really talk a whole lot about baseball because there's not really anything I could tell him. <laughs> you know, by any stretch, we talk about the dogs. <laughs> you know, we talk about his dogs. We talk about we talk about our Dalmatian down in Florida and, and things like that. So we spend more time when people people sit here and ask me, what are you and Coach Mack talking about? I said, well, we're talking about the dogs, man. <laughs> well, JT, we could keep talking about the, you know, 25s and 26s, but we'll definitely have you on, you know, the next couple of years as much as we can to talk about those guys. I want to jump into the current roster just a tad bit. But before I do, there's kind of the state of college baseball and commitments that are going on right now. You know, this week we had a, a 2028 guy commit to a, a school, and I'm not going to name names or anything. I'm, I'm not in the business of that. But just tell me, you're, you're, you live this world day in and day out. What are your thoughts about, you know, guys that are, you know, 2028 kids? Here we are. It's, you know, 2022, and we've got kids that are in, what, eighth grade committing to play Division One baseball. I know the NCAA doesn't have any restrictions on it. Do you think they should? What do you think? Well, I absolutely think they should, but uh, there, there, can, can, I, can I circle back on one player real quick, Matt, please? Sure can, uh, Aaron. yeah. Um, and I'd be – and shame on me, B.A., because I didn't mean to forget you. I wanted to make sure that I don't forget and acknowledge our guy, Brandon Anderson. Um, Absolutely. Who, who who found his way into getting some at bats last year as a, as a freshman. Um, you know, I, I, I had spoke with some people on staff and things like that. They're expecting a, a, a big year out of BA, uh, whether it's at first base, second base, third base, kind of a jack of all trades guy. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just want to make sure that I acknowledge BA so that way I don't, I don't get a, text message saying hey man <laughs> but always we're not, always we don't want to get you in trouble yeah no i don't want to get in trouble but no always a big fan of brandon anderson mm. and you know a lot of people there were some grumblings and things like that is he ever going to see the field at louisville and i know our staff and myself especially uh and, and definitely chris fuller chris fuller and i were a hundred percent chris chris had told me about about ba and and he said wait do you see this guy swing the bat and it's really, really advanced and uh, mature approach at the plate. I think after he got his feet wet last year, I looked for big things out of BA as as well this year, being another one of our Commonwealth guys there uh, at, in the Ville. But you know, know, I was he- as mo- as impressed about with him BA heading into Louisville. I'd heard a lot about his bat and you know what to expect out of him, but when Metzinger got hurt and he got thrown in at third base, I think it was down there at Wake Forest, if I'm not mistaken, hit leadoff. And he didn't. We didn't skip a beat at third base. I mean, he looked like a natural over there. And you throw a, a kid, a freshman, in the ACC on the road. I'm pretty sure it was Wake Forest. Just he acted like he'd been playing there all year long. I, I I was more impressed with him defensively than I was offensively. And he smoked the ball. So that that that's saying something right there itself. 
kid doesn't have a care in the world, brother. He, yeah. He's a, he's a confident, he's, he's a, he, he leads by example. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's a staple in the Ville, um, at, you know, at, at Louisville, that's it, a, he, he is a quiet, quiet assassin that will find a way to beat you. Um, you know, great things, great things in the future for Brandon Anderson, no doubt about it. Um, and, and, and looking uh, forward, looking forward, really, really looking forward to CNBA uh, turn that corner, which I, which I'm, I'm convinced that it's going to happen, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, that's one name that Matt and I have talked quite a bit about. I know that both of us are very high on Brandon Anderson, and you know, going back to a couple freshmen who <laughs> also uh, contributed to last year's team, we saw Will Coger and Cade Grundy get meaningful innings. Uh, out of the bullpen, you know, more out of necessity. You know, our, our bullpen was so young last year. Uh, these guys, you know, they got thrown right into the fire. And while the stats don't necessarily look great, I definitely was impressed with them. And both of them had good summers in the Cape. Kay Grundy was phenomenal in the Cape Cod. Uh, where do you see those guys uh, going moving forward into their sophomore year? Uh, they they are both going to have a chance to compete for for weekend innings and and midweek starts. Both of them guys are. Uh, Cade unfortunately probably should have won the ERA title in the Cape, and a lot of people don't know this. He was actually charged with an earned run the day after an outing, and uh, they they had changed the scorebook, or, or he would have won the ERA title. Um, out there in the Cape, I, I'm very close with Phil and Ashley, his, his mom and dad, and of course Cole is, is coming up through the ranks as a rising rising freshman. And and Cade kind of kind of had that wrapped up, but but I, I think you guys, if, if you guys know Cade at all, I, I whatever you know, he just uh, he <laughs> yeah. just he just moved right on and go about his business. Will Coger, um, you know, Will Will certainly certainly going to be an impact guy one way or the other, whether it's uh, whether it's starting the top of the first or bottom of the first, or whether it's a back end bull piece, Will Coger's, uh, he's, he's another one. Um, he's another Kentucky guy that, that probably, to be honest with you, uh, Louisville was fortunate to get him on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I had him up to 94 in front of me in high school and it was really, really good. It, it was still developing, you know, and, and of course, you know, Will's father, Glenn was a pro guy, you know, down there in Bardstown, you know, running that Bardstown program down there. So, you know, the bloodlines are there and, and Will, Will and Cade are certainly going to play a prominent role, uh, on that pitching staff this year, no doubt about it. And I know we got sidetracked a little bit there, JT. Um, that's easy to happen when we get three guys talking about, baseball and baseball <laughs> recruiting so what do you what do you think about the uh the 2028 guy that we kind of alluded to earlier what, what are your thoughts on the just just that kind of overall state of high school recruiting and taking commitments for kids that are in eighth grade and all that uh, <laughs> i can see on I'm your gonna, face what the answer is gonna be. i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna tread lightly here the ncaa has has allowed this to happen mm-hmm. with this recruiting by by making it the, you know, I know Matt, you and I have spoke on the phone and through text messages, and and I don't know if you shared anything that I've said with with you to Aaron, but you know they've allowed this wild wild west mentality. And my problem is this: I, I guess I don't care, but I do because I feel like I I genuinely care about what happens to the kids later in life in their forties, fifties, and sixties, and I and I feel it's it's really really unfair for kids to be pressured at that age, seventh and eighth grade to be pressured at that age to make a lifelong commitment when they've not even taken algebra. Uh, you know, if that's even still taught anymore, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but uh, I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm certainly not going to sit here and tell a kid, like, for example, we, we, we had a young man from Taylor County, Cole McLean, who committed to, to Tennessee, I want to say two nights ago. And, and that's great. He's, he's an incoming freshman, and, and I was good with that. He, he went to our junior futures games down there, um, you know, left-handed pitcher, and, and another one that's going to be as good as he wants to be. And, and, and you want to talk about a great family, great young man, this, that, and the other. Do I think there should be regulations put on it? Do I think there should be things done about it? I don't know. 
do I think it should be tweaked or something can be done maybe a little bit differently? Yes, I would I would like to see uh, some sort for the for the younger kids and things like that. I, I'd like to and, and you know probably the biggest thing that the the biggest thing that's that's been a contributor to this is is social media. Mm-hmm. You know, social media has allowed these kids to get their two days worth of likes <laughs> without realizing, you know, this is 50, 60 years of your life mm-hmm. that you just made a decision to have two days worth of people hitting a heart emoji. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to do about it. That's above my pay grade. Um, and, and I don't want to delve too far into it, but I, do I wish, do I wish there were some things that maybe were, were tweaked? Yes. Do I know what that answer is? No, I, I really don't. Um, and unfortunately, unfortunately, for for at least the near future and the foreseeable future, that's just the way things are going to be, and that's just the nature of the business. And for these big programs, uh, the, these big power fives and things like that, uh, they have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have to do it. Their their hands are tied. Um, and and if one person does it, everybody has to. You know, it's That's the not thing just, if, if you if you if you're watching all these other ACC schools and SEC schools doing it, and you're not doing it, you're just going to get left behind. And and then when and then when you're ready to take kids in whatever class it is, there's not going to be anything left because every, everybody's already committed. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, I, I see it. I see it more so firsthand in the wintertime when I work down in Florida and things like that because there's so many players and and so much that goes on down there uh in, in the south and they're and it's just you know they're playing year round for the most part so so they're getting seen more mm-hmm. and these coaches these coaches excuse me these coaches want to see players more than once well you can see them five times mm-hmm. down there whereas our kids up north you know illinois wisconsin michigan ohio uh you know minnesota kentucky to a lesser extent you know, we're, we're not we're not afforded that luxury, unfortunately. Um, but that's just the nature of it. And, and it is what it is. And I, I don't actively like if I, if I tweet something out on a kid that is in junior high school, I don't tweet as great. I'm, I'm not going to tweet as great. I'm, I'm not doing that. Uh, I, I don't I don't need it that bad. I don't need that pat on the back. I'm not going to sit here and put out 2028, 2027. I just, I'm just not going to be that guy. I just, I just, and, and that's not to say that anybody's doing anything wrong by any stretch. That's just me. Um, right. But, it, but until it gets tweaked, you know, I'm afraid that's, that's, that's where we're at. And that's the state of, that's the state of college baseball. And hopefully there'll be some other major changes come, you know, with scholarship rules and, you know, at least a third paid assistant, which I think would be a benefit to everybody involved. Yes, it would. And I, I know this is something that Aaron and I talk about frequently, and we could probably talk about it for hours. But um, instead of doing that, I do want to make one note that next time I, I start to feel bad for you, I'm going to remember that you live in Florida half the year. So when it's <laughs> when it's snowing up here, I'm, I'm going to remember that you said that multiple times tonight. So when, when we've got a foot of snow, I'm going to be like, yeah, JT's down there. In uh, in Florida, where it's 85 degrees, and and he's just enjoying the sun and watching baseball while we're freezing our butts off, staying inside. Well, Matt, Aaron, the door is always open for you guys. You're more <laughs> welcome to come down there whenever that storm comes. No, we got this recorded. You know, it's on it's on record now. Well, I know you probably get beat to death out there in St. Louis, Aaron. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Just come on, come on down south and bring your golf clubs, guys. <laughs> all right, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> well, JT, I think that's all we've got for you tonight. We really appreciate you coming on. Like I said, it, anything recruiting. Um, baseball pbr you know jt is the guy we just really appreciate you coming on tonight there's no uh lack of knowledge every time we talk enjoy talking to you and uh just really appreciate you coming on guys i appreciate everything thank you guys so much and i look forward to the next time and uh you know i I look forward to big things from from not just louisville this year i look forward to, to all of our college programs in kentucky having success our high school kids and everybody finding a way to uh you know, alleviate that college debt and, and find a way to get to college. So there's early success in life. And that's what it's all about. Uh, and, and I look forward to it. I'm, I'm very lucky 
Chris Fuller. Chris Fuller is is you know not on, not only do I work for him, he is my best friend, and we've known each other 46 years, and we played together growing up. Our dads were were buddies and and things of that nature. So I couldn't be more thankful uh, for the opportunity that 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 Chris has given, and and I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that. And he's the one that's taught me so much, and 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 I'm thankful for him and thankful for PBR. Well, I've talked to plenty of the kids, you know, coming through that have been recruited by Louisville and, you know, been through the program. And I know they definitely talk about how much they enjoyed, you know, coming through the, you know, come through PBR and playing at your events and stuff. So I know uh, what you do means a lot to the the players and their families. So you all just keep up the good work and what you're doing. I appreciate those words, Matt. You guys take care and I look forward to the next time. And one more time, we just want to thank JT from PBR for coming on and providing the insight that he did. Um, As you can tell, the guy's just as knowledgeable as they come. So thanks, JT, for being on here. We appreciate everything you do for the guys in Kentucky and uh, just giving them a a platform to to be seen. So that's going to conclude the episode tonight. Um, Before we kind of wrap things up, Aaron, tell us uh, where, where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AJTurn22, or uh, you can find it also on Twitter at the Louisville Baseball Alumni Report and my written work on the state of Louisville. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Sefkovic or cardchronicle.com. And you'll find us back here with another episode of the Third and Central Podcast. Probably once the pizza bowl is over with, we will have something out. Y'all take care. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.